Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. You know, Scripture tells us as men to lead our family spiritually, and you might have kids or not. Either way, you're supposed to be the leader somehow spiritually in the home. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley and uh, his wife, Erin Smalley. They run the Focus on the Family Marriage Department here. And Greg, this is a tough one because, like, I didn't grow up knowing what that means to be a spiritual leader. And then there's all this stuff that we as a Christian community think it should look like. Um, Did you run into anything in terms of difficulties once you and Aaron married and you became the spiritual leader of the of the Smalley family. Oh, very much so because my father was a famous speaker and author and when I observed him, I just saw this spiritual giant and I didn't realize how much that impacted me from a confidence standpoint. At some level, I just thought there is no way I could ever measure up to this spiritual giant. I would see him early in the morning on his knees by his favorite chair with his Bible that was so tattered and worn out from use that it was so intimidating mm-hmm. that what it did is that it, in many ways it paralyzed me. So as a young husband, I I wanted to avoid that because I knew I would fail and, and so I thought maybe, it, and again, I wasn't aware of this, but I realized that, so maybe if I just don't do anything and we then just kind of exist mm-hmm. and I won't yeah. fail and it left Aaron, you know, I won't speak for you, but in our conversations, very confused and she felt, you know, abandoned probably by, by me. And it was only until actually my father, this spiritual giant, after he confronted me in a in a beautiful way did my paradigm shift around being a spiritual leader. So That's I'll tell you what that we'll is have in to just hear a second sometime. Yeah. You can tell it today. I will. Okay, wonderful. Well in the meantime, let's go ahead and we'll push pause. That's the cliffhanger. Uh, we're going to hear from Craig Groeschel now, as he and Jim Daly spoke about how men can uh, point their families toward God in a way that honors the Lord. Craig is the pastor of Life Church, and he's pretty candid about the things he's learned from his own journey. Craig, in your book, From This Day Forward, uh, I think you included a story in there about flipping through stations, what a lot mm-hmm. of guys do. Right. It's the uh, know-nothing space. I mean, right. we're just recharging news, weather, and sports, news, weather, and sports, right. watching five things at one time. Right. But uh, if I remember that story right, you're clicking through and you lingered on a commercial. Amy was getting ready and she kind of heard that you were listening to something. Yeah. Tell us what that was and what that meant to you. Well, I was doing what guys do. It's, it's not about what's on television. It's all about what else might be on television. Right. So I was all into, you know, and I was on my bed and she was in the bathroom and I clicked like golf channel, went through a cooking channel you know, preaching channel, whatever. And I came across something that had girls in bikinis that were dancing Like a workout channel. Yeah, something like that. that Maybe even girls on the beach in bikinis. And and I hesitated longer than I should. My rhythm was broken. You know, I was click, 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 bikinis, pause. And, you know, I might have been there for, I don't know how, you know, just a few seconds. And then I realized I'd need to turn the channel. I did. And I kept watching, and Amy came back in a few minutes later, and she got in bed next to me. It was the end of the day, and you um, real soberly, not with any anger in her heart, she just said, was it worth it? 
And I mean, I was started sweating, and I was like, so you know, you know exactly. I what was she hoping meant. there might be some chance it wasn't what it was, but it was what it was. And so, she said, "Was it worth it?" You know, pausing on that channel, and I just, you know, was embarrassed, broken, humiliated, and you know, told her, of course, it wasn't worth it, and apologized, and and it was a really big moment for me because it wasn't just a I was caught moment, but it was the way she phrased the question really grabbed me, which is was it worth it and that wasn't the only time that i you know looked in a place i shouldn't have looked before and it just kind of came into real focus for me that is no it's not ever 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 worth it and so i made a commitment to her and to god and that's why i I talked earlier about putting safeguards in place that you know i I am going to eliminate every possible temptation Mm -hmm. that could grab my attention in a sinful way because it's not worth it. I, I want to honor her and I want to honor God and I want to be a great example to my sons and my daughters and to my church. And by the grace of God, he's actually given me the ability to, to grow through some of those weaker tendencies that I have. Yeah. And um, you know, that's one reason I'm not afraid to talk about it because it, because I'm found healing there. When and, talking about it brings it into the light. It does. You know, which sin grows best in the dark. And, right. and um, so kind of like often, mushrooms. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> if we if we won't talk about it, we won't find victory um, over it. And so I really encourage people to talk about these issues openly and, and um, realize you can find freedom. God wants you to find freedom. That we're not we shouldn't even have a hint of sexual immorality in our lives, as mm. the Scripture says. And so. That's his standard, and that's what we're going to shoot for by his power. Uh, Craig, one of the common things people will write to us or email us or ask us when we're traveling, uh, you know, my husband, he just doesn't seem to take the lead. He's Mm -hmm. not the spiritual leader. Mm -hmm. And I so desperately, as his wife, and Mm -hmm. with my kids, I mean, the kids aren't getting really that kind of leadership from Mm -hmm. him at all. It seems like I'm the one always having to step into the gap. What do you say to a, a woman particularly? who comes to you in that regard and says, I need help. What can I do to motivate him to do a better job? You know, that's such a common issue. And you know, it happens all the time, all the time. And one of the things is, you know, any time that he does anything that's remotely spiritual, really reward him. Because, guys, we're stupid. Like, if we do something, you go, great job. We're like, oh, we want to do it again. And so if it's something, if he prays over a Thanksgiving meal and he's never prayed before, and it's really not even a great prayer, don't ever criticize the prayer. Because he won't do it he again. He won't do it again. Tell him, I was so proud of you when you prayed. It made me feel so close to you. And, and, and so reward him when he does anything remotely spiritual. And that gives him confidence. Because the reality is a lot of times we as men feel like our wives are more spiritual. We're sometimes intimidated by them. And so we don't feel like we're good enough and capable of doing it. And then at the same time, pray for him. Just pray. Pray and ask God to do a work. And watch, there are times when a man will do things that you don't see as spiritual, but he actually sees as deeply spiritual. He might not let your kids go out with certain friends. And you're like, that's just practical. No, actually, that may be spiritual because he's protecting your family. Mm -hmm. And so look for ways that, like for Amy, she didn't recognize there was like being out of debt. For me, that's spiritual. That's a spiritual thing. It's being a good steward. And when she recognized that, suddenly she said, oh, he is being spiritual in a way that you know, he's, we're not doing a Bethmore Bible study, which she would love, but he is being spiritual in a way that I can learn to respect and honor. Mm-hmm. And so watch for those ways, celebrate those ways. And the more he feels like he's winning and doing well, the more he's going to want to bring spiritual momentum. And if, you know, if you're married to someone who's not spiritual at all, 
at all and isn't even interested, then prayer is your best bet. I really appreciate what Craig was saying, and uh, that question, was it worth it, is really a good one. Now, Greg, earlier you said that there was a beautiful story, and you had a paradigm shift about this whole thing of spiritual leadership in the home. What what in the world did your dad say or do? Yeah, I was I was lamenting one time. He and I were out just eating together, and I was just saying, you know, Aaron's just frustrated with me about being the spiritual leader, and, you know, I can't measure up to you, and so I'm kind of blaming him for my lack of spiritual leadership. And it was, he, like, literally slams his hand on the table. We're out in a restaurant, and, like, shocks me, and, and like, almost, like, draws me in right face-to-face, and he goes, listen, here. And, and he proceeds to say, your ideas of a spiritual leader is based on you getting up in the morning and praying and memorizing scripture with your wife. He's like, where did that come from? He goes, when I look at you, I see a, a, a man who loves his wife and kids wholeheartedly, that you sacrifice for them, that you provide for them, that you are taking them to church, that you protect them. He kind of went through this whole list, and he goes, that's spiritual leadership. And so what I realized in that moment, the paradigm shift was that I had a very, very narrowed definition of what mm. it looks mm-hmm. like to be a spiritual leader. And he all of a sudden gave me a different view. And, and, it, and I realized that, wow, I had been doing a lot of spiritual leading, though different than I think I understood it in my own mind. So Aaron, he undoubtedly came home and shared that with you. I don't remember, probably, but <laughs> oh, what I do okay, know, well. <laughs> I don't remember Whatever. the transforming story, but what I do know is that I had a very different view of what it looked like as well for him to lead our family. And I, looking back, I know I've shared this before, that I wish I could go back and offer more grace and have allowed him to find his way into that role instead of judging what he wasn't doing because as wives typically that's what we do we have an idea of what it should look like and if our husbands aren't adding up to what we think it should be well then typically what we do is we take over and we take control and that's exactly what I did versus really seeing and I can remember that we did have a conversation at some point over the years about you know what it looks different in each family in each marriage and recognizing that Greg connects with God in different ways than I do. But yet we can share that and it's allowing him to be him in his own unique way as the spiritual head of our home. And exactly what he's saying, the things that I do see him doing are awesome. And, you know, taking us to church, praying before we go to sleep and, you know, providing financially for our family, that those are big things and that's all part of it. Mm. And building that deep spiritual connection together is something that's so well worth it. And I love Greg leading that that cause. Well, I hope that as you've listened along today, uh, through both Craig Rochelle's uh, insights and what uh, Greg and Aaron have just shared, that you're feeling a little bit uh, freer to pursue what being a godly leader is in your family. What it looks like between you and your spouse and you and your kids is really up to you and the Lord to determine, not for us to tell you it has to have this or that. Loved your illustration of your dad saying scripture memory and all this. Eh, maybe, maybe not. So uh, breathe and then hit our website for some resources that will really encourage you and equip you 
to be the man you're supposed to be and to be the leader that honors God um, in your home. And then um, I would say we have a free resource that would be worth your while. It's our marriage assessment. I think a million people now have taken it. And uh, it's going to help you identify strengths and some areas of growth in your relationship. Find the marriage assessment. And if you can, make a donation to this ministry as we help families around the world. When you do so, we'll send a copy of Pastor Craig Groeschel's book, From This Day Forward. Uh, He wrote that with his wife, Amy, and it has a lot of great practical advice in it. Uh, All the links and details are at focusonthefamily.com slash marriagepodcast. Next time, Dr. David Clark is here discussing uh, ways to improve communication between you and your spouse. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team here, thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.